0: Gratitude, I think one of the first things it is being content with where you are, with what you have. And that doesn't mean having things. Obviously, we've had this conversation everybody has is wrong. But man, we get chasing, Why do you have things? Yeah, though? and why and we get chastened to be like everybody else. That you know, everybody wants to stay up with the Joneses, the old statement. But when you look and everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And there are some things that Uh, People don't understand that we are grateful for. I'm grateful for uh, trials and I'm grateful for challenges. And I don't know, as I was thinking about this whole thing about gratitude, uh, there's a assistant coach I know he writes every day, thankful and blessed. Mm. I think it's a mindset.
1: Jay Weary, with my co-host.
0: Yeah, let's meet. Well, I, I moved up in the world. That's uh, Pete Weary, uh,
1: PJ's dad, and uh, glad to be with you. And today we're going to talk about gratitude. <clears throat> yes, we are. What it is, how to do it, why it's important.
0: Yeah, this is going to be, uh, I think, a very important topic as we look at um, our world today, which I would say struggles with Contentment because um, I think you remember this, uh, never forget, uh, probably 15 years ago. And I might have mentioned it on a previous podcast, but I think it's well worth repeating that uh, there was a discussion at one point the religion of the world was humanism. I believe that there's a new uh, change, and that I remember Jim Bennett saying this that the religion of the world is not humanism, it's materialism, uh, not being um, content with what we have and, you know, um, comparing ourselves constantly to the Joneses next door, uh, wanting to have more, not being grateful, uh, blessed, satisfied with what we have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, who, when you, (laughs) when you talk about materialism that opens up a, an entire new dimension, um, that could be a, an episode in itself. uh, And I do think of this as the antidote. So I I appreciate you starting off with that. I think it squarely situates why we need to talk about this, because I don't think anyone disagrees that our (laughs) world is run uh, in many ways by marketing. Do you know how modern, like the start of modern, the start of modern marketing? I think I've heard this, but go ahead, share. So And this is just fascinating to me. When I taught uh, European history, uh, this kind of came up as I was digging through stuff. Uh, Throughout human history, there's always been shortages of everything we need, right? It's always been a question of how can we make enough supplies for everybody? Now, obviously, we have, uh, at least in first world countries, we have too much of things. We're we're throwing away uh, half our food. Right. I mean, it's just brutal. So... Where that started is really uh, is with factories, uh, with mass production, and so what happened is for the first time in human history they they made things so efficient that they made too much, Mm -hmm. and they ran into this weird problem where it actually cost them more money not to run the factory because to shut it down, to bring people back and forth, having to find new workers because you couldn't hire them seasonally and to have the workers match the production or the, the demand right. didn't work. So <laughs> what they did is they made too much of everything and then they're like, well, what do we do with all this extra stuff? And this is where, if you know uh, Victorian times, one of the, the first guys to really see, you know what we could do, is we could just get people to buy stuff they don't need. Mm. And that's where you have the Victorian knickknacks. I don't know if and people eventually got away from this because it was kind of overwhelming. But literally, like, I mean, right at the start, one of the first things they did is like, we can make tons of these little porcelain figures, and it's more than anyone could ever need. So let's tell them you should have a shelf with just all these on it to show how cool you are. Yeah, that's and that's how that's how modern marketing (laughs) happened. It was like they they created a, a window like a window shop, and they had people come in, and it was this strange marvel. It's just like look at. All this stuff. Look at all that. like, they're making clothing better than you could ever make by hand. All the same stuff, too, where, but, I mean, it used to be you had to, like, mend it by hand, right? And so this whole idea of uh, we are literally living in an age where we have, have to learn how to deal with people constantly trying to sell us stuff we don't need. I run into this with Finnegan all the time. Uh, I remember when he was three years old, we'd only ever watched streaming services, and we went over to grandma and grandpa's. Uh, Would that be me? No, no, no. My <laughs> my grandma and grandpa's so are his uh, Gigi and Great Baba. Yeah, okay. Um, and he's like, dad, the TV's broken. Because a, a commercial came up. Mm-hmm. And so I had to explain what a commercial was, which was a weird thing. I, You know, you just don't, like, you, you, we're just used to it, right? Right. And then what happened... <laughs> And, and now, I, I, you just don't think about it. Kids aren't prepared to deal with that. And that's why they target kids. It's like, dad, we need the gator golf game. I remember seeing ads for that when I was a kid. Mm. And so I'm like, you don't need a gator golf game. I'm like, and I, I've literally said this to him over and over again. Every time he comes to me, I'm like, people, you need to learn, Finn. People are trying to sell you things you don't need. We don't need that. That's them trying to like take advantage of you. Don't, don't do it. You're not going to use it. We don't need it. Um, which is pretty, (laughs) as a digital marketer, I don't know if that, if that's like the, the wisdom of working in the industry or that's like anti-industry for me to say that, but
0: (laughs) no, I think you, there's a balance there. Right. And, um, it makes me think of, is this the beginning of where people recognize this and just said, we're going to be minimalist. And, uh, the, The joy of uh, being a minimalist. Uh, Now, this is about gratitude, but I think in some ways uh, we get so caught up in stuff and having things. And we've moved a couple times, and it's amazing when you move how much stuff you go. Why do we have this? That's one where, where they came up with the idea for minimalist. You know, because people get caught up in stuff. Yeah. Um. You know, we've moved a couple times, and as we've moved. We recognize, and we got a bunch of stuff here we do not need or use, and moving into 700 square feet um, as we have an, in- <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know if it's, today I was feeling a little bit, I looked at the walls, I said, should I feel claustrophobic right now? Mm. I, I've never had that thought. Um, and then I went, no, this is a mindset, like expecting more and needing more, Um I'm going to jump with this. People will say to me all the time, hey, how you doing today? And I've chose to say blessed. Yeah. And I hear people say all the time, well, oh, that's different. That's good. But I think when we look back or we look at our lives, if we're really honest, that should be the answer. That should be the answer. Can I, can I tell you why I think that?
1: I would love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: This is really interesting. If you make over $100,000 combined income, you're in the top 97th percentile in the world. Oh, yeah. If you make over 75, you're at 94%. If you make over $50,000 a year, 88%. If you make over $30,000 a year, you're in the top 76 in the world. If you make $1,000 a month, you're in the top 54% in the world percentile. That's just crazy.
1: I think it's something like 2 billion people. Um, and I, I'm going to get the number exact number wrong. Cause I didn't look this up. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing a couple of years ago, it's, it's going to be close to this because I remember it was shocking. I think it's around 2 billion people live on a dollar a month.
0: Yeah. And so I think this is what we got to get to gratitude. I think one of the first things that is being content with where you are, with what you have. And that doesn't mean having things, obviously we've had this conversation, everybody has is wrong, but man, we get chased. Why do you have things Yeah, and, why, and we get chastened to be like everybody else. You know, Everybody wants to stay up with the Joneses, the old statement. But when you look and everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And there are some things that uh, people don't understand that we are grateful for. I'm grateful for uh, trials, and I'm grateful for challenges. And I don't know, as I was thinking about this whole thing about gratitude, uh, there's an assistant coach I know, he writes every day, thankful and blessed. Mm. I think it's a mindset.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure it is. I I think one of the first things, and some of the most, people I consider the the best at this, (laughs) your life is a gift. You have to start there. You have to see life as a gift. And it's really interesting even to see there are people who take life for granted. There are people who see life as a gift. And then I've seen like this kind of creeping around the Internet. It's like, well, I didn't ask to be born. How dare you place these obligations on me? And it's it's just like that's a losing mentality. You're going to be unhappy. You're going to be if you see life as this burden that's been placed on you, you're just going to be unhappy. There's no getting around it. <laughs> I can see you have a response to that. Well, yeah, it just, yeah. It's,
0: it's so negative. It's so, uh, you know, I, I I don't think you know Joe, uh, who edits this, folks, does a great job for us. uh Talk said this about my my microphone etiquette. It, folks, this is important. Okay, stay with me. <laughs> um That I'm better when I, I I sing with my microphone etiquette. So I'm gonna, um, I. I just think of different songs uh, that talk about gratitude and makes me want to sing them, but <clears throat> because I love people, I won't. <laughs> but you know, I mean, every gift I have, yeah, comes from above, and we're blessed to have it. <clears throat> Sorry, little cough. Uh, some of you might notice my voice is losing a, a little bit. I had laryngitis, probably the happiest my family's ever been. Um, <clears throat> but I say all that. Because I just want to sing songs of praise and of gratitude and, um, and God good. I'm not going to sing it, but he is good and we're blessed.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I just think it's, it, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're starting off, um, you know, if you, where you direct your eyes, it's kind of like the, the whole driving a car thing. Like where you, where your eyes are is where you'll drive. So you mm. don't, you, you should never look at oncoming traffic. Right. I don't know if you've ever done that and actually felt like, I'm like, oh, I'm like fading towards the yellow line. Not that I'm the greatest driver ever. Like I, I know this, but, but <laughs> I'm like, grateful like, for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. Right. But no, like, I think we all understand that you, you, you look where you want to drive. Um, and obviously and then sweeping for pedestrians because you know you, you don't want to be surprised by anything. Like no, I'm not of course. <laughs> but uh it, it's the same thing with life. You um what you focus on, what you talk <coughs> about, and we have to deal with problems. I don't wanna I'm not a huge fan of like, well, you know, if you just don't look at problems like it's not like they go away. Right. But it's like there's it's reality. Looking, it's looking beyond that, you know. Um I was really struggling uh this morning. And when I say this morning, I mean 3:30 in the morning. I woke up and I was exhausted. And my four-year-old came down, he was coughing, and he got into bed with me. And uh he does the classic four-year-old sleeping pattern, which is he starts off by snuggling into my arm and it's very cute. And then he ends up sprawling. Yeah, he ends up turning horizontal in the bed and I'm 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 pushed off. Like almost every, almost every night this happens. And I was so tired, and I just like uh, I've had a lot of projects that are just not going the way that I want them to, and that's frustrating me, and that all started clouding my mind. And then uh, he had a dream or something. Started talking to sleep. <clears throat> okay. And I think he was like fighting pirates or something like that, and it was so cute, and it just snapped me out of it. Mm. I was like, and it, you know, even when we were buried in debt with our digital agency. And we were just starting out, we weren't making any money, we didn't know where the rent money was coming from. I looked at Becky Sue one day and I said, don't forget this, we have two healthy boys.
0: Right, big deal.
1: There's a lot, and I mean, uh, (laughs) I I remember hearing a quote about, it's like, you can always make or lose money, but once you lose your health, worth way more. uh, Because it's very hard to recover to recover your health. Like if you start, if you have a chronic condition, if you like, I mean, I lost a tooth. It's not coming back, you know? Um, I mean, granted that was because of my four-year-old, but the, <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I'll take that trade.
0: I think, I think we just, <clears throat> when it comes to gratitude, there's a, a real need to see a perspective of what um, others have have and you have but the biggest thing is a perspective of that we don't deserve anything right that every again good and perfect gift coming from above that naked we came into this world naked we shall return um yeah that we have such a a a skewed view and an expectation that things should be a certain way because somebody else has. and i I would say this man i remember um when a guy that uh, helped us uh, with finances years ago said, "Don't get the Sunday paper, and read the advertisements," and that was so interesting. If you said, "If you want to take care of your finances, don't," because if you open it up, you'll see the next thing at Lowe's that you need for the house to to do this project, or you need you'll see, oh, from Kohl's we need these clothes, or you'll see from, um. Pottery Barn. We need these chairs for our porch to make it look nice. And you will get consumed with that. And uh, there's something interesting about the word consumer there because if you're a consumer, you can get consumed, and you will be swallowed up. And all of that seems to sense uh, of money, but it's really about wants and desires and this craving when. We are just, we should be grateful for what we do have. And, um, you know, when we moved into the 700 square foot place, mom and I decided we, we would minima, minimize certain things. And I think it's helped. And I think, you know, you guys are going to face this challenge because you just said it, you have two kids and they come out with the wants. And it's a selfishness. Don't get, don't get me wrong. They're great kids, but we're all selfish. We all think we need the next thing.
1: Yes. And we're, and we're in a world that constantly bombards them and they haven't developed that discretion to deal with that yet. And that's part of my role as a parent, you know, and it, it, again, classic parenting thing. Yes, that's taught, but what it's even more caught. Yeah. Right. They see what, they see how you respond with money and they act on it. Um, I love, I think there's something really practical to what you said there. And I've found myself doing this and I think it's really good. You know, you mentioned the Sunday, don't look at the Sunday paper ads, Yeah. right? Uh, when ads come on my phone for anything, uh, I've, uh, I've done this in the past, I should start doing it again. I turn away and find something else to do.
0: I delete.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I,
0: right away I'll go yeah. Delete.
1: Yeah, well, I'm talking about like uh, if I'm watching something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yes, if you see ads, delete, unsubscribe from those. Right. The only reminder you need that there's something to do around the house is the thing itself. If it you can't be reminded because it's not there, you pro- 99% of the time you don't need it. Mm. Right? So like we probably should put grass in our backyard. You know what the reminder is of that? It's not a it's not an ad. Right. <laughs> the reminder is... Our backyard is just dirt right now because <laughs> right. We, we're redoing it. Right.
0: And there's dirt on the kids. And there's just like, yeah. and it's, it doesn't, doesn't look presentable. As a, but even if we didn't have that, we still have a great house. Yes. We have great, and we have had it. And for some of you that, you know, obviously you're like, what are you guys talking about? Well, the way they they um, made the backyard, they put a lot of uh, landscaping in the back. And a lot of it had to do with um, mulch. mulch being placed in a big square and we still don't understand why they did that. And that's all okay. <clears throat> but we don't want to also get um, in debt over yes. trying to have the best yard. Um, there is a point where you've even talked about having a pool and somebody might go, <clears throat> Hey, you guys need to be grateful if you don't have a pool and you're right. And we, we, but we are have discussed this because we live in Florida and it's um, 110 in the summer. And, but these are discussions and timing. And for what we do have, An air conditioned house. Yeah, we
1: are grateful. Well, and uh, I think for me, uh, I always try and run. So people like, why are you getting a pool? Uh, One is we homeschool our kids, and we want to have a lot of kids. And in Florida, you like if you send your kids out to play, they're not they're not going to play in the summer. More than
0: ten minutes and come in, and I mean this is
1: it's a real it's actually a real health issue. Like if they play an hour out in like. In, in july and august no there's there, it's yeah there's, you got you have an hour max right and yeah you,
0: and you're talking about you know 20 years from now what with the challenges they might have aka skin cancer all those things but yeah there's <clears throat>
1: but the other side of that is for myself is i know that if we have a pool in the backyard i will exercise more yeah so the but the the reason i say this is uh because this came up when we were looking at houses there was one house where the master bedroom was not that great and Becky Sue was like, eh, the master bedroom's not that great. I'm like, it's all that we need. Mm-hmm. And I said, our the house that we're getting, because um, this house wasn't perfect. There were there were no. things like uh there were things that I very we had on the wish list, whatever, right. that I was like, but you know what this house did have? It had everything we needed to accomplish what we need to accomplish.
0: Right. And in a better um scenario financially, so that we can use our money for something bigger than ourselves. And that's kingdom, obviously. So
1: <clears throat> it's about grateful. making us, yeah. It's about making us more efficient. So when we make decisions about buying something, we make it according to mission, right? And that's where. So gratitude. When you look at like buying and all this kind of stuff, if you aren't grateful, uh, and I think gratitude really is a positive practice. Whether that's, uh, you know, we talked about kind of negative things, cutting out ads, but creating like a gratitude list, all this kind of stuff gratitude uh, or giving thanksgiving is a positive practice that helps channel and create and uh helps drive and uh helps decision making remain the way it should be right so i'm like am i buying this pool because it's which we're not buying the pool right now but like uh, let's say you know do we need a new car i have a honda civic that's got 100,000 miles, I know it's gonna keep going. Is it like, I don't feel like the ultimate dad driving a Honda Civic. You know, I mean, this is kind of of a classic thing. Uh, And could we get a new car? Probably, do we need one? No, and that's be, and what gratitude does is it helps us keep in mind what the mission is. Uh, Really, I think by guiding and guarding our affections, which is a very important part of the decision-making process.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned the car, and right away, go back to gratitude. I remember we had a Honda Civic uh, when you were a little boy that we actually put a board in the back of the floor because water was coming through. (laughs) And now, you know, no, you you can get challenged by all this stuff. And, you know, I look at uh, your mom and I were talking about our next vehicle. Right now we're driving a, a Highlander. It's great. But this is the stuff that clouds your mind. I'd really love to have a truck. We don't need a truck yet. We're holding off because here's something in this conversation I think we need to say. Yeah. Whether it be car, uh, whether it be uh, our family, whatever it may be about, we're commanded to be grateful yes. in everything.
1: Yes. yes. Give
0: thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. And you said something that I now have made a practice to do every day. So... If I'm told to in everything give thanks, one of the things I do every morning as I journal, part of my journal has this list of give me three things you're grateful for. It helps me Mm -hmm. prepare my mind and my day. So yesterday uh, there were a couple of things that God allowed that reminded me I should be grateful. All right. So stop. Stop looking at the outside stuff, look unto, uh, Jesus, the author and finisher of faith and give him glory and praise and great and share gratitude to him who has been kind enough to give us every good and perfect gift.
1: So I think practically cutting out ads is big. There's no reason to look at it. Uh, uh, and I had this written down. I mean, it's kind of the obvious one and it's, but it's incredibly helpful. It's one of the simple things that when I am doing it, it helps a lot. And that's that list that you're talking about. Yeah, I do Just do three things. It helps so much. Um, And then I think another one is don't be afraid to share gratitude. Yes. Don't be afraid to, uh, one... That's why I say I'm
0: blessed every day. I want them to ask, but go.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and there's a couple ways you can do this. Uh, And I learned this really being a pastoral intern probably 20 years ago with Jim Tillotson. He is the most... (coughs) Grateful, like gratitude driven person I've yeah. ever met. It showed
0: graciousness all yeah. the time.
1: Um, you know, we went over uh, and had a meal with uh, a family at the church. And of course, everyone said thank you. Right. And then we got out and we, we got in the truck. And I just never heard anyone really do this before. He was just like, wasn't that meal awesome? Wasn't that so kind of them? Weren't they so hospitable? And it was, I just didn't, I, I hadn't carried it out to the truck with me.
0: Right. That's really good.
1: And then, uh, and the other side of that is there's being thankful for circumstances and sharing that. Don't be afraid to share it. It might be a little awkward at first, but it'll become more like it became more comfortable for me around him. It's just the way he is. Uh, so you can make that a habit. That's a learned behavior. And the other one is just telling people Some It's, it's really good. If you're sitting there and you're having a quiet moment with somebody and you're just like, oh man, I'm glad to have this quiet moment with them. Tell them something you're grateful for them about, like, you know, Dad, I love doing this podcast with you. Something like that. It's just like,
0: and I was just thinking that, like, how blessed are we to be able to do this together? Yeah, that's just a crazy statement. Um, you you made me think of numerous times where, um, I just had a a friend, Kurt Kramer, say, man, he writes personal thank yous to everybody if they do an event, whatever they do, and yeah. So when I get done this podcast, I have thirty three personal notes, say thank you. And somebody said, that's old fashioned. There is something, it's so, truth is, it's so easy to text. It's so easy email, get it over with. But to take the time and by hand. And I think that's just a way to remind ourselves, man, I am blessed to have what I have.
1: Well, I think there's, a, there's a, an additional thing because I love that you went in this direction and I can't think of the word, All I can think of is memento, but it makes me think of the altars. That uh, Israel would make. Oh, uh, landmarks. They landmarks. Yeah, like yeah. <clears throat> when, reminders
0: when you, of the goodness and faithfulness of God. That's really good, Peach.
1: Yeah, well, and, but it's the same thing. Uh, you know, one, there's ones you should do for God. Like it's good to, like, Becky Sue and I actually carved a little wooden block with our, like, uh, our anniversary in it, you know, the date of our wedding and a, a verse from Song of Solomon. Not one of the weird ones, okay? Not that they're weird. It's so actually not one of the. <laughs> anyways no the uh (laughs) okay (laughs) but but just as like a it's a i see it and it reminds me right but when you write a card a text an email it eventually just gets lost in the shuffle um i have gone back and read some of my emails between becky sue and i when we were dating like that's a fun thing to do but most people aren't going to do that if you send them a thank you email but if you write a card what do most people do there's one of two things uh they throw it away which is fine, then like, it just serves its purpose. Some people, like, this is what I do, I take it, I throw it in a drawer and I forget about it. And then I'm like, shoot, my drawer's a mess. And I take right. it out and then I get to enjoy <clears throat> that gratitude a second time. Yeah, you
0: get to read it again.
1: You know, Which is that's an why, incredible thing. What do
0: people do at Christmas when they're hearing from each other and Thanksgiving or whatever, birthdays, they put them up on the door. It's so a reminder. It's a landmark. Yeah. And there's so many things in this whole discussion we could go off on, but I think that may be the best way to kind of uh, close up today.
1: Yeah, is that this?
0: We need to be grateful and we need to take time to daily do that, a.k.a. the journaling, but you finish it. I think it's important that we have what at the end, the last thing, don't, am I leaving you hanging? <laughs> I'm leaving you hanging, I had these a, landmarks.
1: Yes, oh yeah, I was gonna say, uh, take control of your <clears throat> your mental space by creating these lists, by shutting out things that yep. are good, and take control of your landscape by putting up things uh, that are, remind you. Yes,
0: remind you that you should be grateful. Folks, yeah. today as we close up, I want you to know this, This is not just a podcast. This is a mental discipline that you can walk away from going, listen, I I see my challenges in life and there's things I'd like and do different, but look at what you do have. Don't get caught up in all the space in life of the wants when you have been blessed with so many of your needs and live a life that's um, entrenched with gratitude. Love it. All right, have a good one, buddy. See you.